the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. This is part four of our look at the secret cards in the box. In this episode, we are going to discuss In the Know, Scientific Theory for Warned and Shortcut Level 2. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the channel. We are uh, making our way through the Seeker cards in the Path of Carcosa Investigator expansion. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've uh, recorded. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Matt? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, getting to play some Arkham. Getting to play a little bit of the sequel to that game right there. And uh, But yeah, back. nice to be talking about some cards again. This is great. The first card we are going to discuss is In the Know. It is a level 1 uh, asset costs three resources one intellect skill icon talent trait uses three secrets as an action spend one secret investigate investigate any revealed location in play as if you were at that location thoughts about in the know i've always had a soft spot for this card i like it quite I, a bit I agree. yeah it's just I, it's I, just I, such a cool ability like this to me feels very seeker yeah this is this is like the seeker as i think you and i both wish it was mm -hmm. you know we're like it manipulates shroud and like manipulates movement but isn't it isn't like hardcore inefficiency and like this kind of encapsulates that but i think as a result like it's kind of expensive and kind of slow and i think there's been like just better option sets so if you own things like pocket telescope like from uh, edge of the earth for example like you don't even need this anymore I like the idea. I, I I wish that this sort of effect was more prominent in the game because I like the I like the the seeker as like they're more efficient on getting investigates rather than like. But the thing is, the game's kind of dominated by oh well, archaic glyphs where you just get lots of clues in one action. I want to like it, but it kind of misses. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because it's it's a really cool ability that you would think would be really good in multiplayer, but it ends up just not pulling its weight. I think yeah. this thing maybe grabbed you an extra clue and cost an extra experience or something, maybe even three. Something along those lines where it kind of had a bit more of a juiced-up ability that might be worth playing in your mm -hmm. deck, but yeah, it's just a little yeah. too expensive. Though it is kind of yeah. cool you can build your whole deck around kind of doing stuff like this with, like, barricade and whatnot. Oh, that's right, really the classic. Wanna... Yeah, I want to like this too. I think if it was... If we went back to it and we designed it more like a secret version of um, Sixth Sense Level Four from um, Circle Undone, mm -hmm. that's the that's Circle Undone, right? Yeah, where it's like you mm -hmm. could investigate remotely and you get to pick what shroud you used and stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. I think that would be the way to like revamp it. 
Um, and then it could be kind of cool because then you get a bit of efficiency, but you also get like some shroud manipulation, which I think is very mm -hmm. the, the seeker I wish it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels very much like it was designed with Rex in mind, where you use Rex oh. to grab a clue on your location and a remote location. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually, because you could stand on a um, you could stand on a high shroud location and use Rex to investigate a low shroud location, but get a bonus clue off your high shroud location. You know, mm -hmm. it's one of those things though that like in practice, like it doesn't really work very well because you have to like set it up you know you gotta like go out there and then you gotta leave a location behind you gotta go back to it you know the high shroud mm -hmm. one and you know and just you spend all these actions like yeah it. or in is... multiplayer you send someone else out to go do it yeah exactly when you have four players like more than one of them is gonna be able to get clues mm -hmm. yeah so like when you're talking about the faction that has like other ways of just beating the shroud like this is the faction with working a hunch like you don't need tricks like this. Yeah, the uh, the classic sort of deck that came out of the box here is playing Min with uh, with Barricade and then basically sending out all the other investigators to reveal all the locations and then Min can sit in her little cubby hole and use In the Know to, to grab clues and then dish out skill bonuses uh, once she gets right. her her signature is it a signature asset on the table oh yeah so the she cerebro. can so she yeah. can contribute to pretty much any test on the table i haven't played that deck myself i have seen it played uh it didn't do particularly well in the game i saw i think largely because she drew um the king in yellow right away and it basically mm. hamstrung her right off the bat and right. the deck just never really got off the ground but i know that um certainly there were a lot of decks making the rounds that had that combination and so it must be uh, at least somewhat successful i have played this card in solo uh, i played it in before the black throne primarily because you need to sort of keep moving in that scenario so you don't really have the luxury of of stopping at locations for long because you've got the mindless dancers chasing you and so having this option in your back pocket to reveal a location yeah. and then move on if necessary and then grab a clue at that location within the know can be quite helpful the the biggest problem i think with this card is the is the cost three resources is a pretty significant chunk of change and you've got to take the action to play it and you're not really getting anything for that action until you actually start investigating with the card and it was one of those cards I'd, I'd draw and i'd be like yeah I, I really like this effect but it just feels too expensive and too slow sometimes to hit the table but when it's on the table it can be quite useful especially if you if you do need to run and you are being pursued by hunters or you need to get away from enemies but you do want the clues that you have left behind i could see this being really good i don't know if there's any scenarios that even are like this so the pattern of arkham horror is that once you um yeah once you you get the clues off of off of a location you're done you're done for the game like are there any scenarios that like rapidly drop clues around the board there are, and, and I can't remember the names of them. Yes. Yeah. So um, if like, if the patterns of chaos, more like that, 
Oh right, yeah, like clutches of chaos. Yeah. So if you had if you had more scenarios where it was like a typical occurrence for clues to like appear on revealed locations, you know, and and your objective is not to just because right now like the our, way Arkham Horror works is you visit a location, you get its clues. You visit the next location, you get its clues, and so forth. But if like if that wasn't the pattern, if uh, the clues were just appearing around the map, you know, Eldritch Horror style, then this would get pretty good. Mm. Yeah, because then you because you don't have to go back to wherever the new clue is. You can just find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How would we uh, rate this one? Okay, j- just with the first three sets, I don't think this card is that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a zero feels kind of appropriate. In Rex, you might get a little more mileage out of it if you're willing to kind of set that stuck kind of stuff up or min, and you want to do that barricade stuff, but. I think apart from that, it's probably going to be not for you. Uh, yeah, I'll land on a zero because I have a soft spot for it, but it's probably an elder thing, realistically. Yeah, it's an elder thing because it's just slow and it's only three charges. Oh man, if it, you know what? Honestly, like with the way things are, the way like the game became like very quickly. Heck, even in with this box with like guiding stones, this could be like infinite charges. Like I don't even see why this needs charges. Uh, and then if you have like some of the later stuff that's come since then, where you can remote investigate at zero XP with like the telescope, like you, this is terrible. So yeah, I'm gonna give it another thing because at least it like does what it does in the tin without it being like that bad. It's it's still it's just. I just want to like cross a few numbers out. You know what I mean? You know, I just want, I just want to like take this card and I want to like, you know, pull it apart and like put it back together and keep the art. You know, and don't, I think don't if it cost art. two and it replaced flashlight, you might be a little more. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I I don't think it needs secrets though, because mm. you're not getting any additional clues. You're not getting any bonuses. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. But that's like with that's that's what I'm saying with the knowledge of what's to come, you know, rather than like what's in the game right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give it another thing and be done. I'm gonna side with Nate on this one. Having played the card, I mean, it was it was useful. It's not a card I would reach for in every deck. It's certainly not a card you're. I mean, unless you're trying to build that min deck where you hunker down but as a solo player that's not something i can do so (laughs) i have never played that deck because obviously when you're playing solo you're off you're moving around all the time so but uh it it does have its uses Uh, i just wish it was like a resource cheaper so it wouldn't feel so awful to to pay the three resources for it and so, yeah, I think I'd be willing to give it a zero. But uh, I can definitely see it ending up in, in Elder Thing territory as well. Given the Seeker card pool, for sure. I mean, are you going to spend oh, yeah. one XP on this or XP on some of their other powerhouse cards? And I think this one oh, just, yeah, that's right. sort of just falls is... by the wayside what? in that's favor of bigger... About things with bigger bang yeah you got me thinking now like as written this is the exact same cost and xp cost as pathfinder just like let that sink in for a moment (laughs) that was the bar you know the next card is scientific theory it is a one cost asset that costs one experience point 
has intellect and combat skill icons, talent, composure, fast, limit one composure in play. Non-direct horror must be assigned to scientific theory before it can be assigned to your investigator card. As a free triggered ability, you can spend one resource to get either plus one intellect or plus one combat for this skill test. It has no health and uh, one sanity. I don't think I have ever played this card. I don't think I know of an investigator who wants to play this card. Maybe Joe? Roland? Roland. Roland. But again, as with many of the composures in the Path to Carcosa, it is extremely vulnerable to being taken out the moment you take one horror. What do you guys yeah, think, think about this one? I think this one gets a bad rap. And I think the reason why is that Seekers don't need this. Because they don't need combat and intellect. I want to like this card because like, if you look at it on its face, right, it's, it's fast. That's the key. Like it's fast as one resource. It gives you a sanity soak, which for like, as things go, that's not, that's not bad. Like compare it to, um, Cheris Keepsake, which we're going to be talking about later. That one is, yeah, that one's zero and no XP, but in two sanity soak, but it's not fast. So I'm like, all right, this, this is not bad already just for the soak. But if you're an investigator who actually needs both intellect and, um, combat, and you um, and you have other sources of sanity soak, so you don't have to drop it right on the scientific theory. Then, like this thing's not bad at all. I think it's I think it suffers from being one of those cards that it's just not good enough to be worth XP at all. And I think what ends up because I think it often happens in this game is you, um, especially as a guardian, you go straight from zero to to your max to your max stuff. Like you go straight from zero to your big gun, and you just don't have time for stuff like this, you know, because it's like it's one XP and it takes up a slot. And it's like, oh, I had to pay XP for this. But you don't have time to pay XP for this because you're going for your big gun and you're stick to the plan and you're ever vigilant. You know, do, do you see what I mean, Nate? Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you just gloss over this. You don't have space for, you don't have like XP space for stuff like this. Yeah, I think part of that is more an issue with the experience system as a whole and less yeah. this card because this card's pretty yeah. good. Like you yeah, said. Like, just looking at it, like, this isn't bad at all, actually. Yeah, because... I mean, it gives you good stat boosts, yeah. And yeah. with Seekers specifically, like, you have the revolving door of Art Student and Lab Assistant, which give you, you know, mm -hmm. a ton of Sanity Soak right there. So, I mean, it's very um, easy to keep this thing on the board for a pretty long time. And at one resource and fast, like, even if you lose it right away, it's not really the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's And in true. Guardian's case, it sometimes can protect your other assets from a crit chill. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause fast, Which is kind of worth it, honestly. Yeah, because of the fast part. Because like the, that's the best thing you can lose a crit chill is like a magnifying glass because mm -hmm. it didn't cost you any actions to put it out there. Like, okay. that's not bad when you think about it. Like, I, yeah. I think you're kind of right in saying that this card kind of gets a bad rap. It's just... Mm -hmm. Seekers just have this pile of amazing cards that this one just kind of falls yeah. off the side. Yeah, that's true. And also, this is the same. This is um, this is coming off of the back of like higher ed, you know, from last cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, which we had we had a long discussion about higher education recently, didn't we, Nate? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So it's like in a world with higher ed, I don't see how anyone would even remember this card exists. In, in the defense, I think, of people initially revealing this card is that the, the Seekers that had access to this card were Daisy, 
Rex and Min. And it's like right. none of them really want the combat boost. So nope. Yeah, it's true. You know, you had maybe Roland specifically. Like Roland was the one investigator that maybe found this card appealing. Yeah. And and since then there's been a lot more investigators that find this sort of effect appealing. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I think your mileage may vary once you expand yeah. your card pool. Unlike in so- the no. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true, exactly. Yeah, so, like, um, and also, um, if you happen to have Edge of the Earth, the upgraded version is pretty good. But then again, that's level three, so it's, like, kind of narrow on who gets to take that. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, rule of thumb, like, if all three effects are beneficial to you, this isn't bad. Yeah, I think this one, I think, struggles because I think the composures overall that were released in Path to Carcosa sort of got uh, overlooked because the cards that were released in Dunwich were just so strong. Like you said, you had higher ed, you had streetwise, and these just didn't really stand a chance. And I think this one suffers, like you said, Nate, because, I mean, you've got Min, Rex, and Daisy. None of them care about the combat boost. So why would you spend the one XP on this compared to higher ed, even if you need to pay extra for higher ed if you're playing with the list of taboos up until recently anyway don't have Mm -hmm. to do that anymore and so this one you know i think when joe came out i was like okay well now scientific theory is looking a little more a little more interesting but i think even in the joe decks i built this just never made the cut possibly because you're just you you know you're looking at the bigger seeker cards the more powerful seeker cards that can warp the game (laughs) and so getting a plus one intellect or plus one combat when you can basically warp the game in your favor is it's like apples and oranges really so yeah and joe is very fragile in his sanity so this thing often dies well before you want it to how would we uh, rate scientific theory this one's really hard to rate because it's it's good like it's a good card it's it's just suffers from not being playable i don't like i don't really know how to describe it i get i get it actually it's like the puzzle pieces have to fit just right for this thing Mm -hmm. to like be to be like something you want yeah and it's just it doesn't they're just incongruent i guess i don't know it's hard to rate because it Uh i want to give it a zero but i've only played this card like twice I think uh-huh. of my entire career of this game. Tell you what, I've played it like once in my entire lifetime. Take that. Ah, uh, I'm gonna land uh-huh. on an elder thing. I want uh-huh. to like this card. It's just, it's just not very useful within the context of what we're reviewing here. So yeah, this is a tough one because, like, as you said, it's like it, the puzzle pieces have to fit, and. All right, tell you what, here's, here's, here's how I'm going to explain it. I'm going to give it a zero with, like, an asterisk, right? And the asterisk is your, like, your, your, like, fingers would burst into flames at, like, if you ever touched higher ed ever again. And if that's the case, then it gets a zero. That's how I'm going to asterisk where it's, like, if higher ed is blasphemy, then this is pretty good. Zero. I think I'm going to go uh, elder thing on this thing. I... Don't think I've ever put it in a deck. I have often, it's one of those cards that when I am upgrading, I often look at it and then 
because I don't really play combat-oriented seekers all that often. The combat boost is is irrelevant, and then so you've got your intellect boost, but then you have high reds sitting there. Basically, the the elephant in the room that's uh, sitting on this card, and uh, it's awfully hard to justify spending the one XP or two XP if you want two copies to uh, to play this one. So. I do appreciate that it is cheap, it is fast, and you know one sanity soak is certainly worthwhile. And then if you can maybe keep it on the table for a couple tests, it would be you probably get enough value out of it. It's just it doesn't uh, stack up well compared to the rest of the seeker cards that are available, and especially if you just have core Dunwich and Path. You don't really have investigators that are interested in this, so. Well, Roland. Yeah, I I don't see many Roland decks playing this card. Yeah, if Roland, all his XP gets tends to get eaten up by you know at this stage in the game gets eaten up by like the big gun and the stick to the plan. But yeah, yeah, so I get it. Yeah. The next card on the list is Forewarned. This is a free event that costs one XP. It has a willpower skill icon and the insight trait. Fast play when you would draw a non-weakness treachery card. Place one of your clues on your location, then cancel that card's revelation effect. I believe this was just the second uh, cancel a treachery card that was released in the game. Uh, after Ward of Protection. Uh, Ward of Protection is a auto-include in pretty much every Mystic deck that can take it. The cost on this one is a little more severe. You've got to spend an XP to get it, and you have to drop a clue. But uh, when you need to cancel something, this uh, this definitely will do the trick. Yeah, I have liked this card when I've used it. It is a bit steep in its cost, but like you said, Men from Ling, when you need to cancel something, it's generally worth picking the clue back up. I think I've put this in Findex before, and dealing with like Frozen in Fear specifically, like stuff like that becomes oh, pretty okay. useful. Because Finn's pretty good at getting clues. He can finagle his way around that, but willpower test? Not so much. <laughs> Yeah, the thing about this one is, I'm looking at it, like, so, once again, from the perspective of a straight seeker, all right, so it only does treacheries, not enemies, and it only does cards that you draw. So I think it suffers from just higher edit instead and just pass the test, I think is kind of, like, the problem it suffers from. I think if, like, every scenario, if everybody, if every scenario had, like, Crypt Chills and, what's it, had Crypt Chills and Grasping Hands, I think... I'd be feeling a lot differently about this. But like mm-hmm. this is the era of the game where like willpower was like the soup du jour, if I remember correctly. You mm-hmm. know, for dealing with treacheries. So that kind of that's how this thing kinda of... So it's like you could spend an XP and spend a clue to, to deal with something, or you can just pass the test. I yeah, think that's kind of is... the problem this one suffers from. Yeah. This is a Roland card, really, in this oh, hell yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, but because... once again, Roland can't afford XP, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not a bad card per se it, it it's definitely a card you play in lower player counts like solo and two player oh for sure yeah um when you simply just don't have another way of dealing with stuff like that 
then this card becomes pretty useful. Specifically in Roland, because he can generally just kill an enemy, get the clue back up, and it's not a big yep. deal. Um, yeah. I also want to like the idea of, like, Daisy has two forewarns and two wards protection. Like, I like that, because then it's more reliable that you've got it ready to go. Yeah, so I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. I, I, I think this suffers from, again, like... It, the fact that it has XP means that people don't buy it, because you know, because you go straight from zero to the stuff you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, it's... it definitely feels like one of those cards that's a luxury upgrade for a lot of decks. Yeah, XP utility cards have always had issues in this game. That's, I like this probably... card, especially in later scenarios when there are a lot of potentially nasty treacheries in the deck. Between this and Dr. William T. Mallison, you can get a fair amount of control over the encounter deck using Forewarn to cancel the treacheries that are going to wreck you and then using Mallison to deal with, you know, to shuffle away enemies and stuff like that and get redraws. It is pretty painful on the clues, but as long as you're if you're playing a seeker who doesn't have a lot of trouble picking clues up oh like rex you, yeah you can get a, a quite a bit of value between the two of those and then i think there's another card i can't recall the name of it later that you can sort of add into this combo and you can get even more control mm -hmm. over the encounter deck but that's sort of later on but i mean the makings of that is is here so you can sort of use Malice in, in combination with this one to to protect yourself from from uh, really nasty treacheries that don't necessarily rely on willpower. Now at this stage of the game, like you said, there are most of them deal with willpower, and because you've got higher ed, you can just throw resources at the problem and just pass the test. But I think as the game has gone on and we've seen more treacheries that rely on uh, agility and then uh, come Forgotten Age, you have a few that require you to pass combat skill tests. I think this yeah. card stock goes up. Yeah, and there are also a few pretty nasty ones in Carcosa now that I think about it, but they're kind of rare. I'm thinking, um, what's it? is it Black Stars Rise? The one that mm. like adds two Doom to your location. Yeah. I was thinking even just a locked door. A oh, you're right. Pretty annoying for some seekers. Cancel locks door. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. It's like if I can't investigate, then this clue is pointless anyway. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think again, I think this card suffers from uh, the fact that like utility cards are like the last thing you think of when you're spending XP. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's more like the XP system doing its thing. Ratings. I have quite liked this card when I've used it. Am I willing to go plus one? You know, I think I am. I like this card quite a bit. Oh, uh, baby. Especially, especially in two-player, <laughs> this card has saved my bacon more often than not. Okay. I think I'm going to go zero because it is, like, a legit cost. It doesn't deal with enemies. And then there's also the odds of, like, you have to draw the card, and it has to be a test that you don't want to just pass anyway. So I think it suffers from, like, you had to pay to spend XP on, on it, and it may not actually... You, you're just going to wait to cancel something that may not come. So I think because of that, I'm going to give it a zero. It's not like it's not like Ward of Protection where you just fire it. Yeah, if Ward of Protection is an Elder Sign, this one is somewhere between a plus one and a zero. I think I'm going to go zero in the end because 
it's not the type of card you're going to be reaching for all the time. This isn't really going to be your first choice. Like, if you just have experience points, I don't think you're reaching for Forewarned automatically, which you can definitely not say about a lot of the other Seeker XP cards in the game Pathfinder. that will that will take priority. But I think if you if you have the slot and the XP for this, especially as you sort of you've upgraded your Seeker deck, you have all the crazy stuff that you want to you know generate action compression and and break the game i guess it you know do you really need something like this if you've already got your foot on the foot on the scenario's uh, throat right you could make that argument but i mean i have played this in decks and it has like nate said it has saved my bacon uh, quite a few times because there are some some encounter cards, some treacheries that you can't just willpower through. And having, you know, dropping a clue in order to just deal with that and then move on can be can be useful. So I think I think zero is is a good spot for this one. It's certainly not the first choice you're going to make when you're upgrading your deck, but if you do feel like or, I mean, if you've played the scenario a couple times and you know there's something specifically that you're going to have trouble with, this isn't a bad option for... Especially in lower player counts. I think in higher player counts, you know, you've got guardians who are stealing stuff from, you know, stealing treacheries and enemies off people. This becomes less... And you've that got the Mystic sad. who has Warder Protection. Is it level 2 that can cancel yeah. stuff for mm -hmm. other players? So you don't necessarily need this at higher player counts. But I think if you're playing in solo and two-player, it's not bad. That being said, if you're in four-player and you and you pack this and you draw an Ancient Evils and you cancel it, like you're gonna be, everyone's going to love you so much mm -hmm. that they need to buy you a beer. That's like three beers right there just for playing this card. So mm -hmm. that's like almost worth it alone because your table will love you. Yeah, like this is one of those cards that it's definitely a lot better in practice once you learn the ins and outs yeah. of a scenario or a campaign in general. Like you were said, Man, Man from Lane, like once you have the kind of targets in mind for this card, it feels really good. Yeah, in fact, the when I was playing this in, in Before the Black Throne, the issue was trying to figure out which of the terrible treacheries I was saving this for because that particular scenario oh. has a lot of really bad stuff in it. And so I was playing this with Malison and the other the oh, other card that I cannot remember. And it was often like, okay, do I Malison this? Because I'm going to potentially draw something worse. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of cards in that scenario that add Doom. Do I want to cancel that with forewarned or save it for something potentially more devastating and so yeah i think it it does depend on a scenario and once you've sort of played the game a little bit and you know okay ancient evils is is bad it's gonna wreck me in this scenario but i have forewarned i'd rather you know cancel that doom mm -hmm. and have to pick up the clue again later rather than rather than deal with it Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it does have its uses, and and it can uh, can save your life in a pinch. 
The final card that we're going to look at in this batch of reviews is Shortcut Level 2. It is a one-cost event with willpower, intellect, and agility skill icons, insight, and tactic trait. It is fast, play only during your turn, attached to your location. Attached location gains a free triggered ability, exhaust, shortcut, move to a connecting location. Now, Shortcut Level 0 is among the best cards in the game. This one actually does uh, something similar but different to that card in which you're basically attaching this to a location. So if you happen to be have a location on the table that is sort of a grand central station for the scenario, you can drop this on there. And then if you have to go back and forth through it, you can use this repeatedly. Or if you're playing in multiplayer, and you need a bunch of people to move through it, then you can use this. I don't think I have ever used this card myself. I think I have seen it played okay. once in multiplayer. What do you guys think about this one? No, this card is ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. It really it, is. Okay, no, you're you're looking at it the wrong way, Pam from like you see yeah. what it does is it says pay one resource, give everyone a move action. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the location does not matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> if you happen to land it on something like Rivertown or something, then holy man, then you're swimming in value. But yeah. even just play it, give all of your give all the players on the board a, a move action is so good. It is oh my so gosh. good. It's it's like it's like imagine that you like take your scratch card. And um, and it's either you you win one million dollars or ten million dollars. You know, like with shortcut, you're winning at least a million dollars. Like it, it's it's so strong. And even this if is, it's yeah. even if it's just two players, it's still yes. worth it. You've spent one resource, and you've gotten two actions worth of value. That's that's kind of amazing, you know. And, and oh my gosh, and then it, like it's the we haven't even gotten into like the fact that you it's a fast that you don't have to do on your own turn. Which, as it turns out... No, you have to do it during your turn. Well, you have to play it during your turn, but you don't have mm -hmm. to use it during your turn. Ooh. And that leads to some wild stuff, like pulling enemies around, and, um, you know, or, like, running away after hunters hunt, and, and uh, you know, good stuff like that. But that's, like, advanced shortcut strategies. Just, like, value-wise, like, even in two-player, it's still amazing. Because players have to move. Right, and uh, you can play shortcuts level zero, which is one of the best cards in the game, and you get one move action. Well, what if I told you that for the low, low price of one resource, you could get at least two, but if not, but maybe three, four, five, seven, or ten, you mm -hmm. know, like free actions for the ta for the team? It's like the most amazing card in the game. I love this card. Every every deck that like can take this card probably should, mm -hmm. you know, and you'll have better results. It's so good. It's like think about the situations where like. You're at a location, you need to move into a location and move back out, right? Yeah. So you, you stick shortcut level two on the location, you take the move, you go in, you grab the clues, you come back out, then you move out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, you could, like, come back to the location and then you get double use out of it even, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, often what happens is, like, you have, uh, like, a hallway type situation. I'm thinking, like, Essex County Express is, like, the most pure example of this. Mm -hmm. So what often happens with shortcut is... One player puts it down, uses the shortcut, leaves. And then the next player comes through on the next turn, 
you know, use the shortcut leaves and then maybe the third or fourth. But even if only two players end up using it because the whole party has gone through, then uh, you're great. And not only that, but it sits there on the table for if it so comes up that somebody needs a fourth action, their turn, boom, there it is, you know, like uh -huh. ready to give it to them. It's not like you have, it's not like there's like a time duration on it. It's not like barricade where it goes away as soon as you've like, everybody's used it. No, it just stays there for the rest of the game. Like this, this card's so good, dude. Mm -hmm. oh and, and specifically on Carcosa, Carcosa scenarios are designed for this card in mind. Like, holy shit, this oh, card is so like Pallet Mask. Pallet Mask. Um, yeah. Even Black Stars Rise, there's like that yeah. one hub location that goes out to three other locations. Like, ugh. Ah, so good. Yeah. But just for one resource, being able to shuttle the team through like you know, like through a hallway is like super good. It's just basically at its worst, you're winning a million dollars from the lottery. I will say in my defense that this is clearly multiplayer. Oh God. Yeah. And I don't play multiplayer that often. That's why my, my experience with this card has been very, very limited. I mean, it, it's obvious that when, you know, if you put this in the right spot, you're going to get you're going to generate a ton of action advantage from it it's just i you know as a solo player shortcut level 0 is good enough yeah that being said like even at solo like if you have the xp lying around like the worst that happens is you get one short a level 0 shortcut's worth of value and you spend a resource for it that's the worst that happens but as soon as you get the second move action out of it then shortcut level 2 becomes great do you, do you see what i'm saying like, yeah, you take a risk in solo that you might only get one move action's worth of value, but you could get two or more. Mm. Okay. Yeah, the, the issue becomes that you generally just don't have the experience to spend. Is more yeah. the issue in solo. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It's When you say if you have experience points lying around in solo, I don't think I have ever been in that position where I've had yeah. XP lying around that hasn't been earmarked for just to sort of upgrade the basic assets in your deck. Mm -hmm. This is one of those, it's like, man, I'd love to have this, but I'm just not, not going to be able to afford it. So how would you guys rate this one? I got to give it an Elder Sign. It's so good. It is so good. Plus it feels good to like use it on teammates. You know, and then, oh, and also, like, if you want to get hilarious, if you get two of them down on two, like, on two locations next to each other, I call it the roller skates. Boring. Like, you get some hilarious stuff that happens when, like, somebody can teleport across the board. So, yeah, totally an other sign. Um, it's almost curse-worthy if you think about it. But I think the fact that, like, you actually help your team with it, you know, and you and it creates that, it creates extra options for, like, team strategizing. Like, who's going to use the shortcut this turn? You know, I think actually adds to the fun of the game mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah because the fact that it exhausts does hamper its ability a bit you yes. know it's, it's not like you're going zoom 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 like everyone oh, it better exhaust oh my gosh <laughs> like it feels exhaust. appropriately powerful i think yeah it does yeah well the solo player in me doesn't know how to rate this thing so i will defer to the multiplayers in the uh, in the group and uh Give this I, I was hoping and... we'd get the world's first like elder side elder side auto fail <laughs> no i i don't think it's an auto fail and even in solo i mean it's there are there are situations where putting this down you're going to generate a lot of a ton of action advantage from it anyway 
especially in Carcosa where a lot of the scenarios are built in such a way like Phantom of Truth, Pallid Mask, Black Stars Rise. I think you could even make a case for Dim Carcosa if you get this on the right location. You could generate a ton of action advantage. I think for me, it's just, you know, I don't experience points are so tight and so low that you're often you know you're upgrading your spells you're upgrading your guns or you're you know picking up those key components first and because you shortcut level zero is so good as it is it's usually enough and so this one sort of slips down a little bit but yeah i think i mean it's definitely elder sign worthy and so uh I would be remiss if I gave it anything less than that, just because of my personal experience not having played it very much. But perhaps when I uh, build solo decks in the future, I will take uh, take a second look at uh, hey. at shortcut look at level two. Growing, evolving, learning. That's going to do it for our reviews of uh, this batch of Seeker cards from the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Any final thoughts on uh, on this batch of cards? This is like the batch of Seeker cards I feel were probably the most appropriately designed that we've reviewed so far. Uh, like we've looked at things right. like higher ed and you know all this other silly nonsense that Seekers have, wow. but this feels right. like. This feels like they they got a lane and they stuck to it and it feels good. Yeah, that's true. They feel like appropriate. Yeah, they feel fair. Yeah. Oh, you could argue. You 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 could have a discussion about shortcut. Yeah, about. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, like shortcut is it exhausts. So like you're getting a once per turn out of it. It's still very good. Oh, maybe should cost three XP, but yeah, like you said. Yeah, this but, is the know. world with pa- where Pathfinder is one XP though. I mean, keep that mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right though. Like this is the batch of like appropriately designed, appropriately mm-hmm. targeted um, secret cards. From the solo player's perspective, I mean, you do have Pathfinder, right? So shortcut level two is. Yeah, but but Pathfinder, as we discussed in our video, oh man, so expensive. I mean, three resources. Who could afford that? Oh, so overcosted. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.